Top, 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 top of the morning to you. This is your girl, Frida. Always your host here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. Today, today, today. Oh, my. Listen, 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 listen. It's two things that I really need to say. It's two words that I hope you allow to resonate along your way. And those two words are miss and stress. That's right. Hello. (laughs) I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. Those two words, miss and stress. M-E-S-S and S-T-R-E-S-S. You want to do all that you can within your ability, within your reasoning, within your strength, and within your God-given might to avoid any people, places, and things. Listen to me. That only adds stress and miss on your pathway. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You know, for many, 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 many years, I've never been a big stressor. Listen to me. That's because of my level of faith. And I've always been a firm believer that whatever God has for me is for me. So I never been, because see, to me, uh, most people will stress about things that they want, things that they need, and things that they desire. And oftentimes, it's not because they cannot suffice. You know what that means? They cannot find another way, as my grandmother used to say, more than one way to skin a cat. There are other resources And ways that we can do things. But oftentimes, I have came to recognize and realize in my journey that most people stress about what they see somebody else have and they don't have it. Or they stress about the type of man. You know, if they wanted a tall, light-skinned man and they didn't get it and you got it, they may stress out with you. And they may create some mess with you. You know, and then there are people they worry about when this person got a car and when this person got a house and this person did that. And oftentimes, through the journey, most people's stress comes from a place of covet. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. When you find yourself always peeping over the fence, trying to be like somebody, trying to act like somebody, trying to talk like somebody, trying to do like somebody. And if you find yourself in all those tries, you're not equaling to the same expectation or superseding it. Oftentimes, inwardly, people will subconsciously begin to stress. This is why I'm telling y'all, I have been a bona fide firm believer. What God has for me is for me. I cannot march to the beat of what they playing on the drums. I have to stay in my lane and stay focused in my lane. See, some people get in their lane, but they get too distracted. They be looking over to the left, to the right, at the other drivers. I'm just saying. But see, me, I keep my eyes on the road. And I keep my eyes in the rearview mirror. And when I'm not looking in front of me, and I'm not being attentive to what's behind me, because sometimes you got to watch your back. I'm just saying. When you're walking, when you're driving, and when you're living, hello. And when you begin to see something that may be coming up in your rearview mirror, and if that, and I remember them 18-wheeler trucks, they used to be coming real fast. And I'd be like, are they going to get over? But see, they was trained way back in the days to stay in the far right lane. But if they were coming up fast enough, you know what I did? I moved over into the middle lane and I got out of the way. And there have been times I've been on the highway and the byways and I've seen two of them, one in the middle lane and one in the the right lane and they coming up fast. And you know what I do? If that see they getting too close, oh, I hope somebody grab this. And I know that they don't, they don't, they got enough speed that they cannot slow down and stop 
And what's clear in front of me, I go all the way to the left. What am I saying? I'm saying sometime for things to not get messy or stressy. Sometime we just need to get out of people's way. And I'm going to tell you, in this year of 2022, when I say God enlightened me more than ever, when I say ever, listen to me, listen to me. There are some people when I say I had to totally, totally disconnect. And I'm not talking about, because see, sometimes I go through my seasons where I need to disconnect because I need to renew my strength. I'm talking about them people for the last 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. That all the time, they in your aura. They in your presence. All they want to do is bring mess. And when they get out from around you, they try to do whatever they could to sabotage your character with that miss hoping to give you stress but I want to tell you something when you grab a hold of this information I'm about to say it will truly give you strength along your way first thing first like I said I have always been a firm believer from a little girl I know there were people that had more than me I know there were people that had less than me but I also knew this I knew God My grandmother introduced me to God. And that's the best introduction I could have ever been invited to in my whole entire life. And once I got invited to know God, then I began to talk to him. Now, the first time I really clearly remember talking to him was at nine years old. And I lost something. And I wanted to find it. And it was so important. So I began to pray. How many of you know that's how we communicate with God? Whether you sitting down, bending down, standing up, driving, lying down. When you communicating to God, you are praying. Now there are different types of prayers and there are different levels of prayers. But but ultimately, when you are talking to God. I always call it communing. You know, when you supplicate with him. When you know that you are communicating strictly in the atmosphere of the heavenly host. You talking to God. You talking to Jesus. You talking to the angels. And you telling them all your troubles. And this is the thing I learned. That's what I said at nine years old. When I asked all the kids we were playing in the backyard. And when I lost something that I held near and dear and of value, because my mother told me it was valuable, it was a ring. And I told them, when everybody was looking, listen to me, you got to get this. This is what's going to liberate your life. So we all was looking. Cousins, neighbors, and friends. And no one could find it. So what I suggested, I said, let's pray. Now, I'm nine. You got a few people older than me and a few people younger than me. But there was not a person in that backyard that was over three years older than me. So if I'm nine, that means the oldest person out there was at least 12. And they was like, let's pray. But I understood by my faith a fellowship, going to church. My grandma kept us in the church. And I understood at that age that prayer changes things. And I was willing to activate it. And because we was all so young, they was like, well, who gonna pray? And I was expecting a few, the couple of older kids, older than me, one, three years, one, two years, one, one year. I thought they would take the initiative, but didn't nobody say anything. So I guess since I made the request, I said, well, I'll pray. And then I instructed everybody, let's get on your knees. So everybody got on their knees. I prayed. 
As soon as I finished talking to God, and this is the thing, it wasn't no long, drawn out, dragged out prayer. It was very simple because I'm nine. So in the simplicity of making my request known, immediately after all of us stood up when I said amen, and one of the children, and it just happened to be the youngest child in the bunch, and it probably was about maybe eight or nine of us, he said, there it is. And I know this looked like it was all, listen, I couldn't figure out because it was right there in the open. As the old people used to say, if it had been a snake, it would have bit one of us. But I know we search for the ring. Listen, you got to get this. We search high and low. And in that big old open space, everybody was looking there. Then we start looking under, you know, our neighbor's boat. Because he had about two or three boats in the backyard and a whole bunch of tools. And So we just searching high and low. But immediately after the prayer, when the youngest child in the bunch... And I'm not going to name names, but, you know, I remember him because they my neighbors. They was my neighbors. And he said, there it is. And I said, sure is. I, I immediately picked that ring up and I took it next door and gave it to my birth mother because that's who she had brought it from New York. See, even then, let me tell you something I learned. That's at nine years old. I learned that not only do prayer changes things. But I even invited them to touch and agree with me in prayer. I could have got on my knees by myself, but I wasn't instructed to do that. And that's the second thing I learned. And then the third thing I learned, that when God restores what it is you think you've lost, you need to be mindful how you move forward. Ooh, oh, I hope somebody got that. When God restores what it is that you got detached from, what you lost, you need to be ever so mindful how you handle it afterwards. See, I could have put the ring back on and risked losing it again and never found it. Now, I want to say that in correlation even to human beings. When God restores a relationship with you, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And you know, you know, you know, you was irresponsible. I'm going to use that word. In that relationship, I was irresponsible. Because, see, don't think I wasn't warned. My mother said to me. She said, well, Alfreda, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I want you to play in this ring. She said, because it's valuable. She told me in advance and she said, because you might lose it. But I assured her, I'm responsible enough to keep this ring on my finger. I know I'm not going to lose it. Or oh, I know somebody grabbed this. Because I'm seeing somebody in this spirit. And they are about to lose a good man in their life. I'm telling you what I'm seeing in this spirit. And they are about to lose them because they don't recognize the value. And see, because I had the big head at nine years old, and I thought, I got this. I can do this. I got this. I can handle this. But see, God showed me, no, I wasn't. I was not as responsible enough as I thought I was. But this is the beauty. I did not risk the chance. See, listen to me. Somebody's out there that has risked the chance. Sometimes we get in these relationships and it can be with mother, daddy, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, cousin, dozen, friends, husband and wives. And we take for granted that individual and we handle them very irresponsible. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And what ends up happening when you lose that person? A value. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Then what you need to do moving forward. See, if God restores the relationship, this is how I flow. So I can tell you what I know. Then you need to be careful to know how to present things of value. See, don't take people for granted that you think that they're going to let you keep running in and out of their lives. Hello. Hello.
Because some people know their own value. And because you might not realize and recognize your self-worth, you may not have no self-love. Well, I hope somebody grabbed this. That doesn't mean because you don't love yourself that somebody don't know how to love theyself. And when you really love, learn how to love yourself, you begin to understand your value, your self-worth. Let me tell you the power and the importance of love. That's the greatest and when you realize and recognize, you, you, you know, because sometimes, let me tell you, for many years, I really didn't know how to love myself. I had this conversation before the break of day this morning. And, but I knew how to love God. I knew how to love other people, but I didn't know how to love myself. But see, because this is what happened. Because when you don't learn how to love yourself, you keep letting people run in and out your life. They not bringing no value. They not feasting. You not feasting from their table. They feasting off of your table. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And when a person know how to love themselves, that's why you can't, you can't be pretending and playing and pimping with people's feelings. Because there are some people who say, I don't care what they look like. I don't care what they size or what they color. They know how to love they self. And before they let somebody come into their life and wreck they self, they'll get rid of them. I don't, some, I've seen some women lose the best husbands. And I've seen some men lose some good wives. And I've seen some people... That, that, that had could have had some good faith, family, and friends. But they took for granted the value of that individual. And then what happened is, you know, sometimes things that we value, they may or may not return. I always say as long as people living, there's always an opportunity. So if you don't have it right with the person, long as you keep living and they keep living, it's always an opportunity. But this is the thing. What I had to recognize and realize to value the people that was responsible enough to value my spirit. Because I can't be afford no stress and no mess. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You cannot afford stress or mess. Because let me tell you what both of them are do. They will make you sick. Stress. The old people used to say stress will kill you. And I remember the first time I heard that phrase. And I was like, well, that's just a, that's just a word. How they keep saying this word going to kill you? I mean, because there are no signs. There are no symptoms. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. People can be internally stressed and you will never know it. So I couldn't figure it out. I thought for a person to be stressed, there had to be some type of physical breakdown in the bed ailment. See, people can be stressed subconsciously because they're constantly sick in the head of replaying the covenant spirit of trying to want to be like somebody, act like somebody, do like somebody, have what they have, talk like somebody, mimic somebody. Everything you see somebody do, you try to do it too. And I'm just saying, that's because you have not realize and recognize how to identify with your own self. Who are you? Who are you? And when you figure out who you are, listen, it don't stop right there. Then you got to learn how to love the new you. Hello? New year, new you. Check me out on my website, WDGS. There's a link to my newsletter for January 23. And at the top of that newsletter, I talk about New Year, New You and how to connect with the right people to cultivate the new you in this new year. Listen, we cannot do this stuff solo. Okay, we pray to God and I get that. But God put people on this earth because he know we need to connect with people. And it's important, your network, your circle. And God showed me in 2022, and I'm going to bring this, give you this fundamental scripture. And I'm going to tell you, God said, if you 
want to stay focused in your vision. It's two types of spirits you need to, 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 to release. And that's spirits that come to stress you, spirits that come with mess, and spirit that comes with stress. Let me repeat that. Spirits that come with mess and spirits that come to stress. Now, that doesn't mean we can't give our testimony. We can't talk about things. We cannot interact and engage. But see, sometimes people, when they delete and detach themselves from you, that's stress. See, stress is not, I hope somebody grabbed this. Stress is not always people saying the wrong thing in your ear. You can get stressed out because you're trying to figure out what did I do to that person? What did I say to that person? That that person don't even make the time to pick up the phone and call my number. They ain't called me in two years. Some people, that literally stress them out. And let me tell you something. The messy spirits, because they do it with intent. They know you ain't did nothing that bad that they can't call you on your birthday. They can't call you on Mother's Day. They can't call. And see, this is what vexes me. When I hear people got the nerve to talk about forgive folks, but you let people live, die, resurrect, and you still ain't got enough courage to do it yourself. Now, that's the hypocrisy. I'm just saying. And it's something that my oldest son said we was talking, you know, last year. And it, and, it, and, it, and it had a little bite to it. You know, it had a little bite. Because he said this to me. He said, well, mother. Now, all my children call me mother. He said, I know some things need to change. He said, but why don't you let it start with you? And see, this was my feedback to him. It was like, well, I'm doing me. I'm not responsible for somebody else. And I had to punter this stuff. That's why I say sometimes we just got to punter sometimes. And I'm like, I, well, I can't change other people. All I can do is chain me. But I'm going to tell you when God, God brought it back to me this year. And he said, yes, you cannot change other people. But the type of change when you reach out and you engage into them, your feedback, your comeback, that's what's going to matter. So I said to one of my family members, and they are a matriarch in the family. I said, you know what? I'm not going into the new year with this. Anybody call me, if they don't have something positive, feedback to say, anybody, I'm moving forward. And listen, see, I'm not too afraid to be big enough for my own truth. Because I know I call people and say negative stuff, and I know people don't call me and say negative stuff. I'm just saying, that don't make it right. But what I heard, my I could hear God speaking through the same voice, auto sound of my son. Won't you let it start with you? I said, you know what? That it came right back. It's like I could, I was sitting right in the midst of the conversation we had months ago last year, this year, and this year just started in January. And I said, oh my God. And God said, you let it start with you. So I shared with one of the matriarchs in my family. I said, you know what? Moving forward. And let me tell y'all something. It may not happen overnight. Because, see, when you used to mess, just like stress, you may not stop stressing overnight. You may not stop being messy overnight. But I said this to one of the matriarchs in my family. I said, you know, moving forward, I said, oftentimes we can hear all the negative and the naysaying stuff among our family and it's been going on for generations i say you know once my grandmother transitioned you know everybody that's in that generation came next that's all y'all said y'all talked about they kids your kids my kids i said then we had kids and and then we sat down and we did the same thing and now they kids they sitting down doing you know and it needs to stop somewhere and that's when god reminded me of what my oldest son said he said let it start with you so I said to this particular matriarch, I said, you know what? I'm going to start it. If you, if we talk, if we can't share anything positive concerning our family, something encouraging. Now listen, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I say, some things don't happen overnight. But I said, moving forward, I'm not going to entertain it. I said, because you know what? Remember 
back between my years of 17 and 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 I'm I'm, I'm being honest with you all, probably about 50. I said I didn't I didn't entertain y'all. I said, and that's the reason why, right there, that right there, everybody that had all this negative stuff to say about me, from 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 every title you can have in a family, you know what I'm saying? Starting from the top all the way down, cousins, friends, I said, but you know what? And I was not the one to call and talk about none of them. Now, I'm going to tell you, this, 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 y'all might laugh at this, but you know when it started with me? And that's the craziest thing. When I was shocked at people in the ministry, hello, because before then, everybody that knew me, I'm just going to stand flat-footed, tell you what I need to say, keep it moving, I ain't falling out with you, you can fall out with me, but I'm going to tell you the truth and keep it rolling, and you can come right on to my house and we can laugh and drink and sit down and eat, because I ain't never been one to harbor and hold nothing. I, I, I was not that type of person that I got to stop speaking and talking to somebody because they talked about me because I know we all talked about each other. And I and I might be guilty of something, but one thing I'm not guilty of, and that's being a hypocrite. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. I'm not finna fall out with you because I heard you talked about me when I know I talked about you. Make that make sense. Because if I'm wrong for doing it, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. That means we both wrong. My God. Woo. My God. So what do I look like? Make it make sense. I'm mad at you for doing something that I'm guilty of as well. And I know everybody talked about me. Because I know some of the stuff that came back to me, I know exactly the horse's mouth. Some of it came from, because there's a lot of people, they never came in my house. See, that's the one thing. You could have came to my house five years in a row, and you wouldn't see but the same people, and that was my children and my husband. Now, when I had little get-togethers, I still know. I didn't have them but once every five or every three years. So whenever something was discussed about my life, and inside my home, I already know it wasn't but far and few people that came in it. They have any kind of come in about me thinking what I think and that they ain't ask me what I think about what is my own house. You know how folks say, oh, she thinks she is or she thinks she whatever. But you don't know that I'm, I'm thinking like that because you didn't ask me if I'm thinking like that. So anyway, long story short, I want to encourage somebody. Listen to me. You must not allow mess and stress. That's the moral to the message. And when I say that, that does not mean delete people. That means conduct yourself accordingly. Conduct. Remember the testimony I just gave you. Know the value of the people that are connected to your life. Know the value of that individual. Know you got to ask yourself. That's when you do self-examination and you say, do I feast off of this person? Is this person resourceful? Is this person, you know you know how it is with Mama Nim? You're going to always go visit the house where the food tastes good. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. If the food is good, You ain't trying to fall out with that person, be it spiritually or naturally, be it emotionally. And see, so many times people won't examine before they fall out with folks, before they throw somebody under the bus, before they assassinate their character. And this is what I'm saying. Sometimes the very person that you treat that way, just just to think you doing a little bit of nay nothing, to hurt them could cost you a real good gate to a wonderful relationship. I'm just saying in this season, it's no time to mess up good relationships because you messy. Don't mess up good relationships because you're being messy. Listen to me. Don't sit around and stress See, when you realize and recognize, listen to me, that your divine purpose 
And I'm getting ready to crank my class up. The Lord's will, the creek don't rise, and the rapture don't come in March. Purpose and plan class. This is going to be our second annual purpose and plan class. Listen, when you understand who you are, when you understand how to love oneself as well as others, as well as you love God, you will begin to realize and recognize it's two things you don't want to entertain. And I, like I said, it can be mama, daddy, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, children, spouse, husband. You do not want to entertain no messy spirits. You do not want to entertain no stress and no mess. Because I'm telling you, both of them can be detrimental, literally. So be mindful in this new year with the new you. Re- restructure. Get my book. I got a book on, um, matter of fact, it's on the website. Go to my website. Link to my website. I think, no, no, I haven't put it on there yet. But go to uh, my Facebook page and at the very top, Linktree. Select Linktree on my Facebook page, Alfreda Putman. And when you select to Linktree, it'll pull up all the books. But this book was just released in December. And in that book, I give some tips and some tools that will really structure you when it comes to people. It's a page in there about people because people can hinder your prosperity. People can promote prosperity, but people can also cause you to not receive prosperity. That's divinely ordered from God because it all depends. See, if they mess it. I'm just saying, mess and stress make a big difference. So, you know, take this scripture. When you know people that have done you wrong and it wasn't something that you you felt, you, you, know, you, you know they lied on you. You know they lied on you and they know they lied on you. So, you know, sometimes you can stress about stuff like that if you're not strong enough. So I want to help you when you know people attack you, assassinated your character, said all manner of evil against you. They've done you wrong and they know you wrong. And there are many other people who know they wrong and they will promote they wrong. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this, but I got a scripture for you. And when you talk to God about this scripture, let me tell you something. It's going to liberate your spirit. It's Psalms chapter 37. And it says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be thy envious. See, you can't be mad at them folks. Don't envy them folks against the workers of iniquity. Let me tell you what iniquity means. Because a lot of people don't know. They think iniquity is this big bona fide sin. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Iniquity is when somebody telling you something and they telling it the wrong way. They telling you in a way to be deceptive. They telling you in a way to do some trickery. That's iniquity. And how many people are guilty of iniquity? They falsifying data. That's they write down or they 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 speak. They speak. Or they say and they write. That's a person guilty of iniquity. But my Bible said to fret not thyself because of them. Neither be envious. I ain't mad at nobody. It said because God going to deal with them. And see, when God deal with people, he, God said this God word, not me, not Alfreda. He said, for they will soon be cut down like the green grass and wither as the green herb. It say, trust in the Lord and do good. See what I'm talking about? You don't got to retaliate. You don't got to revenge and you don't have to hate. You don't have to hate or retaliate. It say, do good. I see some people I literally had to cut off, just like the green gray. I had to just cut them out my circle. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what they title, position, or relationship with me. They was messy. Because like I said, people don't stress me. But I, I, I had to get away from messy people in 2022. I'm just telling you. But even in doing that, you know, I still do good. And good mean I ain't coming at you no nasty way, no retaliatory way. I'm saying. Because the scripture says, trust in the Lord. See, I got my trust in God. 
And when you trust God, you're going to do good. That means you ain't got to go to lunch. You ain't got to be buddy-buddy. You don't have to sit down and kumbaya. But then listen, just still do good by and say, and then God said, and then you shall dwell in the land, and verily thou shall be fed. That's what I used to tell people. I shared this with somebody recently. I connected. Listen, when you retaliate and do all that stuff, you block your blessing. And I ain't got time to block my blessing for no messy. I'm just saying. A messy person is not going to have me to block my blessings. Hello? Make that make sense. You full of mess and you going to keep me from being blessed? I don't think so. I'm going to do good and I'm going to trust God. Then it goes on and it says at verse 5, I mean verse 4, it says, Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Y'all know that's my little closing say so at the end of every one of my podcasts. That scripture right there. That one and 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 and, and third John. I think it's 3rd John chapter 2. And when I always say, may the blessings from heaven flow down into your life, meet all your needs, and may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. That part, that's in, in John, 3rd John. Now, the one when I say, delight yourself in God, give you desires of your heart as you delight yourself in him. Now, you know where that come from right there. And he will. He said, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Verse number six, it said, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. We don't have to fight with people. We don't have to fight with people. Listen, God got judgment for everybody. And trust me, the more wrong you do, the bigger your judgment. Hello? But see, this is the thing. At verse 7, it's a rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not. That's again, that means stress not. Fret not means stress not. Fret not means stress not. Fret not means stress not. Thyself because of him who prospers in his way. You can't even be looking at people say, oh, they don't got ahead of me. Oh, they must be doing good. Now, everybody that get ahead is not because they're getting up by the right way. Oh, I hope they're not always getting there because of righteousness. Now, maybe you can grab it that way. So even at that, the Bible said, don't you fret over that. Don't you stress over that. Because they said prospering in his way. See, that's why I said that Bible study, it get deep with me because I break it down to the core. It didn't say in God's way. It said they way. See, it's some people prosper in they way. It ain't got nothing to do with God's way because they ain't in there prospering the way God instructs them to do it. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. And then it goes on and say, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Some people got what they got from being wicked. I'm just saying. And you're looking at how they prospering. That's the prospering in their way. But see, the way God said, when he bring you prosperity, oh God, listen to me. He says, cease from anger. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. That means get mad with people. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Listen to me. Fret not stress. Don't be stressing about who you need to get back at because kick back and, 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 and throw shade and, 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 and I'm just saying. Leave that stuff to God. Listen to me because you will block your blessings. And if you think you blessed because you prosper in your way, then that ain't, that ain't the kind of blessing you really want to stay connected with. You want the kind of blessings that added no sorrow. See, a lot of people, when you prosper in your way, listen to me what happened. You can get this stuff, but you be miserable trying to connect with getting it. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. We, let's move on to verse 8. It says, cease from anger and forsake, forsake wrath. Forsake it. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't be stressing about nobody and doing evil. It says, for evildoers, listen to me shall be cut off but those that wait upon the Lord they shall inherit the earth 
So whether you live to see it or not, they going to get cut off because of that evil. And it goes on at verse 10. It says, for yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Yea, they shall diligently consider this place and it shall not be. It ain't going to be. See, that wicked, evil stuff, however you accumulate it, trust me, it'll leave you. I was saying that to my son and I was talking, you know, at the break of day. And I said to him, you know, a lot of people be tripping over this stuff or whatever. I said, this, some of this stuff that I got, like my nightstand and how about you? I bought it back in 1992. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, and I got some Rothschild patio stuff I bought in, I don't know, in, in 93, 94. See, this is what God will do. This is why I'm saying this to you. God, people will look at you and they be hating on you because God will preserve. Listen to me. And said, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. I got peace. I ain't got no furniture bills. <laughs> I'm just saying, hello. Because some of this stuff, is just I've just carried it with me and been a good steward. When you're a good steward and you take care of your stuff. And I've had my stuff in storage several times. I mean many, numerous times. But I had to pay on my storage and get my stuff out. Because it was paid for. You got to learn how to allow yourself to delight yourself in the abundance of peace. And you can never have that inward peace to not stress if you study worrying about trying to be like and act like and do like and get like somebody else. Stay in your lane and pay attention to what's in front of you and check your rearview mirror to make sure ain't nothing trying to come behind you that can harm you. I'm just saying. Verse 12, it said, the wicked plotted against the just. See that? Don't feel bad because somebody done plotted against you. They plot against just people. You ain't got to be done did the wrong that they say you doing. And it goes on and say, and they gashes upon him with their teeth. That mean they got their mouth all over you. They ain't never got nothing good to say about you. It said, but the Lord shall laugh at him for he seeth that his day is coming. Don't you know every time somebody sit down and tell a lie. And talk a lie on you. God is recording it. This is why you can't fret. This is why you don't need to get angry. This is why you don't need to revenge. This is why you can block your blessings. Because God is already. The judgment is God's. And he going to judge them. That's why I say. I, 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 I can't trip about what people say. I have to ask God to forgive me for what I said. And work on not saying it. Okay. Hello. So it said that the, 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 that the wicked has drawn out the sword and have bit their bow to cast down the poor and the needy and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. They slay people that tell the truth and talk upright. I'm just saying. They slay just people. They slay needy people. They slay poor people because that's what messy people do. They don't discriminate. They mess it. Okay. Hello. It said, but their own sword, their own words. Listen to me, y'all. God says shall enter into their own heart and their bowls shall be broken. Let me tell you something I've been noticing. There are a lot of people, things are happening suddenly. And people trying to figure out why did this happen to this person? I don't know because I'm not God. But we got to understand that some things, I don't know. The word of God said, verse 16, a little that a righteous man have is better than the riches of many wicked. It said, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord will uphold the righteous. The Lord knows the day of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. See, that's what I'm saying. It's not about just on earth. You want to have a good, clean slate so when you leave here, if I left here today and fall out this chair, 
I want to be received forever. So that's why in heaven, I can't be falling out with people on earth because I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm just saying, hello? But it goes on and said, but the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of the lamb and they shall consume into smoke and shall they consume away. Now, that's the difference between when people pass away, because we don't never know when we're going to die. But that's the difference between somebody else passing away and me passing away. Like I said, I can leave him when I stand up out of chair. But you know what? If I'm in a place with God that I don't have no hatred, no bitterness, no envy, no jealousy, no strife, no vengeance in my heart, I do believe I can make it in. Because God looks at the heart. And he see no matter what kind of camouflage, dress up, that anybody try to do. God sees the heart of people that sit back. Like he just, like I just read. They plotted. They plotted. But I'm going to put a pen in here at verse 22. It says, for such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth and they shall be cursed of him and shall be cut off. Okay, let me go to verse 23. It said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Even if he fall. That's why some people can't understand. When they was homeless two years ago, how they done got not only on their feet, but above me. They got more than, because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delight in his way. It says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now I am old. And I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Go ahead and invest in reading. The full entire chapter of Psalms 37, I'm telling you, it's going to bless your spirit. And it's going to give you insight that any time before you deal with mess or before you stress, go to that scripture. Meditate. Pray. If you need enlightenment, pray it. Ask God to bless you with something. But whatever you find yourself doing, especially in this season of 2023, And I've been tested. Let me tell you, you're going to be tested. But I had to sit back. I have a spiritual brother whom I love dearly. Oh, my God. I just, and sometimes he tell me stuff. It's tight. I mean, it's tight. And I mean, it pinch. But I have to absorb it because I go to him. That's what I'm saying. When you feast up for somebody, you need to value them. If you can go to somebody that's going to tell you the truth and they ain't going to spare your feelings and spare the rod, you, you should value that person because the truth always comes from a place of love. You don't want people to go in the wrong direction. So, you know, so when I, I, I was saying to something to my spiritual brother because I'm under the, a test. And I know when you get on a test, if you let the devil come in, he'll make you make a mess or he'll make you stress. And so what my spiritual brother, he said, well, look, have you, I know you done prayed about it. I said, well, I have. He said, okay, we'll be through with it. He said, now you got to walk as a Christian. You ain't got no business on uh, stressing over this. And I had to let that sink in. And that's why I said it's good to have people in your circle. That's going to be real raw to you because out of love. And when you get them kind of people in your circle, you won't be falling out with somebody because they told you the truth that's going to set you free. I had enough of them kind of brothers on my pathway. They try to tell you what feel good because they want to feel good. Hello? And then a lot of them, they couldn't tell you because they ain't walking up right. I'm just saying, that's a big reason. But when you find somebody that tell you the truth because they walking that truth, that's a person that's not full of hypocrisy. That's a person that's not a hypocrite or a viper. Because they telling you the truth, that's the truth they walking in. Nothing but the truth, the whole truth. So help me God. 
But see, you got people make excuses. And I had a lady to tell me, and I'm, I, I want y'all to feast off of this, and, and I'm going to put a pen in the podcast. This lady told me something the other day. <laughs> and I had to make a note of it, you know. And she said, this is what her mother used to say. Her mother was Miss Irene. And she said, my mother said that excuses is only for the ones who make them. I said, oh, that's good. I like that. Because you got a lot of people, they always make excuses why they can't get it right. Somebody hurt them in the past. Oh, they did me like this. Oh, they treat me like this. But she said, my mother used to say, and her mother's name was Miss Irene, excuses is only for the ones who make them. Are you going to stop making excuses this year? And you're going to walk in the true righteousness of what you're practicing, what you're preaching to practice. What you're preaching to practice. Are you making excuses? Why? Why you didn't do this? Why you didn't push? Because I'm going to tell you, it's some things you have to push past. And then you got to change your circle. And you got to stop dealing with things that's a mess to stress. And at the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the end of this podcast, may the blessings of heaven, like always, flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires as you delight yourself. You got to get that part in God. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health. Even as your soul prosper, don't allow stress and mess to interfere with your good health. I'm just saying. And until the next podcast upload, I'm still working and tweaking on some things in my website. But check it out. WDGS. Download it from your your device, your computer, your laptop, your cell phone. Plug that in. WDGS.org. Reach out. Because we we do have availabilities at the beginning of this year if you like to schedule an appointment. I thank you always. Humbly thank you. I humbly thank you always for taking time out of your schedule to tune in on your digital device. God bless. Terrific Tuesday. And bye for now. Love y'all.